Right, welcome to PNP's Tracky News podcast, back for season two. Uh, and I've got a special guest today. Um, she's the current women's sprint champion, she's a member of the New Zealand team sprint squad, and of course, the winner of the prestigious Paniki Plate scratch race on the Wellington Velodrome in 2020. It's Sean Fulton. Hello. So, <laughs> hello. So first up, is it Sean or Shani? Yeah. Sean. Yeah. 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 Do you get a lot of people asking you that? Yeah, I get a lot of different names. <laughs> yeah. Shane? Yeah. Very good variations. Shane, Sean. Yeah, Shanae. <laughs> oh, stoked I got it right. <laughs> um, so it's great having you on. Um, I think there's a sort of a slight connection with you, I think, with the Wellington team. I think we end up seeing you a bit and racing a bit. You've obviously raced on the Wellington Velodrome. Uh, I think recently you were at the uh, one of the... NTS rounds or the SBARS rounds and Dan Shepard was raving about having a race with you. Um, we had uh, little Amelia who met you at the school's champs, some nice photos with her, with you and her, I think warming up or something. Um, so yeah, it's great to sort of have you on and really you're, you're from Tasman, aren't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just over the cook straight from us. And I think even our centers at one point were joined back in the day, but um so um I was gonna I wanted to talk to you about your your riding career and your history and all that sort of stuff and also go into depth about your big injury that you've had and to be honest I don't know too much about. Um but first can you gonna give me a brief history of how you got into the sport? Um yeah, what your career's been so far. Yeah, so um I got into the sport through my mum and dad, who both rode um, competitively. And, yeah, I we had a junior trackies program in Nelson. And when I was just about five, um, went down there, didn't really want to go down there. Um, on my Barbie bike, skirt on. No, nah, mum, I'm not racing. Okay, well, we'll just take your bike down in case you want to go ride. And then we get there and wanted to start racing so there was this program that was run every Sunday afternoon um and then amongst that there was also a mini mountain bike series that was on most Sundays through the winter and then yeah just raced all the time really and um doing junior trackies the so we'd all race on our you know our little whatever bikes we all had um and we must have gone out on for about an hour or two and then after that, the seniors would come on their track bikes, and I just—I was amazed by them how fast they'd go, and um, it was just so exciting to see them racing. And I'd always want to stick around and watch. Um, so I think for me, that's you know that's what sparked track cycling for me. I loved racing the mountain bike and on the road, and you know eventually we started doing some junior racing on the road that um, my mum actually organised, <laughs> and so we'd go there after school. Must have been on like a Wednesday. Um, we'll do the Tasman Wheelers Club race on Tuesday, uh, junior racing Wednesday, race on the um, race on the track on Sundays during the summer, and then race on the mountain bike on Sundays during the winter. Um, I went to my first track nationals when I was eleven, and which was actually really cool when I saw Amelia at um, NTS or schools. Must have been schools nationals the, uh, a few weeks ago saw her and I was just like oh <laughs> that reminds me of my younger self and it was quite nostalgic hey just seeing a little 
little go-getter out there with all the big kids. <laughs> Mind you, she was riding the track much better than I was back then. <laughs> I crashed three times the first time I rode the indoor track. Um, was, that, was that you were 11 in the under-15s, I'm guessing? Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. So I spent, yeah, because I was 11, I spent three years in the under-15 um, grade, um, which was really cool. But, yeah, as I say, starting out riding on the indoor track for the first time wasn't super flash. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I just fell in love with sprinting, really. I remember watching um, Animes and Vicky Pendleton on the TV at the London Olympics and um, just watching those rides, I was just wanted to be a sprinter. And then that's also where I naturally fell anyway. <laughs> um, but, yeah, later on, I guess... Um, I just liked going fast and chased going to first Oceania's as a first year under 19 and then um, following that went to Junior Worlds in 2017 and 2018 and then moved from Nelson up to Cambridge at the start of 2019 and spent a year in the hub up here and then I went to um, T-Town in America that year as well in my first year elite and then oh, brilliant. yeah that was super cool. Spent two and a half months over there. <laughs> um, I think it was some pretty good character building for me. Um, and yeah, and then early 2020 came into the national program and uh, actually did my induction through Zoom because we were in lockdown. So it's been a pretty interesting couple of years since then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, so you're in, um, is it Tasman Wheelers, isn't it, the club? Yeah. So what, uh, like you, you seem to have... You know, your club's developed loads of pros, right? Like you've got the Fisher Blacks, there's you, yeah. Callum Saunders. I know there's others, but like, what is it about that environment? Do you think that's produced so many top riders? I think there was just a really good crop of us juniors growing up together. And I don't really know. I think the junior racing at the time was really strong. You know, as I say, with the, with the track and the mountain bike and the road, we all just grew up racing all disciplines together and, there's a few people that came before us with the likes of George Bennett and Jack Bauer as well, also from that region. So, um, and then everyone else went down the road route apart from Callum and myself. We ended up on the track, but um, yeah, we raced together all through those years. And yeah, I think it was just really special how like we just had so much racing together and went away to carnivals together, went to nationals together and eventually we all fell into our own paths and it's cool to see what everyone's doing now mm. um so obviously around that time you won the prestigious Praniki plate on the wellington velodrome in 2020 yep. <laughs> um, but then i mean I, I just remember kind of i think i sent you an email saying oh you know are you coming back next year and can you bring the plate back with you yeah you sort of wrote back saying oh i'm injured and it was like oh you know bummer get well soon kind of thing but had no idea how serious it was so what actually happened because it's taken you out for a quite some time right yeah yeah it took me out for um i don't even know now it was um it happened at the end of uh start of october 2021 um Mm -hmm. so i just i don't really know what happened we just went to the gym one morning um the f- couple of months there had been a couple of stressful months because obviously in August we lost Liv and uh then we mm. went in and out of lockdown and just emotional times and um 
yeah, I just went to training one morning and warming up with the bar. Um, my key lifts through that year had been front squatting and back squatting, full range of motion, and I just came to the gym one Monday morning and couldn't get past parallel. And then pretty quickly um, got quite sore. And then um, within two weeks, I was on crutches and <laughs> couldn't really walk. <laughs> and then we just had all sorts of questions, all sorts of scans. Didn't really know what was happening. X-rays looked good. Um, but, yeah, couldn't really lift my leg up um, just to go upstairs. I was going up, you know, upstairs like that. Um, one at a time, yeah. Yeah, one at a time. <laughs> Got to remember on, on a podcast, not a video. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and... After a good bit of questioning, I got referred to a surgeon um, who probably a lot of cyclists know, Matt Brick, and he specialises in inside the hip capsule and labrums, etc. Um, so I got a CT scan and talked to him, and then eventually it came back that it was just a completely different surgery that needed to be done um, rather than fixed the labrum which had a tiny little tear in it but wasn't major certainly not enough to be causing the issues that I was having um so he referred me on to his colleague uh Dr Matt Boyle and we booked into for surgery because it turned out that I needed a surgery that's called a periacetabular osteotomy (laughs) um which is where they open you up, cut through your pelvis. Um, Basically, if you imagine your hip socket connected to your pelvis, cut around the whole thing, shift it, and then screw it. Um, Essentially, because my hip socket was facing um, quite a few degrees backwards, and over time, with the demands of sprint cycling um, and just genetics, Mm. just wore down, I've also got a really shallow hip socket as well. So um, there's a bit of a form of hip dysplasia there, which can end up forming really early onset arthritis. And there was just a whole lot of issues that were going to end up happening. Um, so was this, one, I... was this, uh, you were, what's the right word? Like you were, um, it's not through activity that caused it or it just made it worse. It was there already and just the heavy training load brought it to the four yeah it's it's hard to answer because there's almost this kind of thought you know maybe if I never did sprint cycling maybe Mm. I would have gotten a bit maybe in my 30s probably would have got some form of arthritis but um you know with sprinting we're high forces and the hips are the main driver Mm. of that they've got to deal with everything and then we're closed angles we're in all sorts of different positions and the high forces in those closed off positions as well. You know, when we're in the gym, when we're on the bike, it just doesn't really get a break. Um, mm. But yeah, we'll never really know whether sprint cycling caused it or whether it was going to happen anyway or, or what, but this is what's happened now. So um, yeah. Then, so by the time. Yeah. So you had oh. your operation and then what was the, what happened after yeah. that? Yeah. So we, well, originally we had the operation set for December, um, so that was uh, October, November, December. Yeah, two months down the track, after lots of questions, um, 
and things and two months felt like an awfully long time at the time but looking back on it now you're kind of like this is a pretty life-changing thing that we're about to do so it's mm. probably not that long big scheme of things um but then I the week before or it was during the week I was about to go and I ended up with shingles and so we couldn't go in for surgery so that got postponed till February um which was just I was just like oh what am I going to do? <laughs> mm. Yeah, what was but, your yeah. uh, state of mind during all this? Like, were you not super good? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, to be honest, I just wanted a break. Um, so yeah, I ended up we ended up putting two cortisone injections into the hip to try and because that this whole two month period I was mm. on crutches because um, I couldn't do anything, and yeah, we managed to get the cortisone injections managed to get me off crutches, but that was about it. Like still walking upstairs one by one. It was just enough that I could wait there really. Um, so, which meant I could go home for the summer and still enjoy a nice summer and just chill out basically. And it was the most uneventful summer ever, but it was actually quite nice, I guess, because there was so much happening through 2021. Um, you know, it was post games, post live, mm-hmm. I was injured. I was, the inquiry it was it was very noisy up in Cambridge, um, mm. so it was nice to get home. But yeah, managed to get in for the surgery in early February, and then so that was five days in hospital and about a six-hour-long surgery. Um, I'd never broken a bone before either, and so waking up from surgery and kind of feeling that you know you know they essentially well Matt essentially broke my pelvis. <laughs> Um, and then screwed it back together just yeah it was a bit strange um, but yeah from there was on crutches for eight weeks again after that um, so I got a good upper body workout over those months anyway <laughs> um, yeah um, d- so, during this whole time were you kind of still thinking about cycling or do you did you just get to a point where it's like oh I just want this to be over and I want to be able to walk or what was um, driving you the whole time I was thinking about cycling at the time I was wanting to be ready to go for Commonwealth games. Um, which at the time didn't seem ridiculous. Um, but yeah, going into the surgery, it was, it had actually become about less about performance and more about quality of life, you know, of the hip joint itself and actually just being able to do normal everyday things first. And Mm. then, then what do we decide after that? Um, but yeah, I was pretty set on coming back for commies, which didn't end up happening. But um, yeah, my mind's always stayed on on the ball with the sport, and there's so much I want to do. <laughs> so, and um, but, what kind of support did you have throughout all this? I had really good support. So the physio team here, the coaching team here, mum and dad. I've got a good flat. Um, yeah, I probably couldn't ask for a better support crew to be honest. Um, yeah, I was in physio. The physios got to know me pretty well. <laughs> um, and I think actually everyone else did too because I was at a pretty vulnerable point of my life. And I also knew that the last thing I needed to do, even though I wanted to sometimes, was isolate myself. Um, you know, I wanted to stay invested in the sport and sometimes I didn't want to but I knew that's what I needed to do um especially to 
start developing myself for long-term goals. I wanted to make sure that even though I wasn't riding or training, that I was keeping my mind ticking and training my mind for the sport because um, sprinting is not a sport you can just leave and come back to mm. without training your mind. Um, but, yeah, the support I've had has been absolutely amazing. I wouldn't have... I wouldn't have made it through or been anywhere near where I am today without them, that's for sure. Yeah, I imagine there's a few like darker moments amongst all that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so how long did you – when was it you first sort of got back on a bike? I started pedaling again, must have been about six weeks after the op, just stationary on a bike that had 140 mil cranks. Um, or less than 140 mil, tiny. Um, and just doing little pedaling, like five minutes a day. And then sometimes it was five minutes one day, then a day off, and then five minutes the next day, or seven minutes if I was lucky. Um, yeah, because you can actually pedal quite early on. And then I eventually got into the pool and did a bit of swimming and a bit of just movement where where I don't have 80 kgs on my hip. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then eventually started walking. And But it took a long time to actually start getting forces going through that area. I think I first rode the track, um, must have been middle of June, so almost or just over a year ago. Um, but even then it was like light years, progressive 500s, but progressive from nothing to about 60 percent um and what did that feel like getting back on the track so good it felt like I'd never left (laughs) (laughs) um even though I'd had about it'd been about nine months um by the time I got back on the track again I think off the top of my head and yeah I certainly didn't feel very sharp but I was like I don't I it feels like I was on this track yesterday which was quite relieving um yeah it was a special feeling I started crying (laughs) (laughs) um and has it has it been a sort of a steady progression over the last year to kind of where we are now yeah I think more so over probably from February this year to now before that period it was still very up and down um Mm. I ended up with a good few injuries like when I was coming back um from injury ironically um yeah, just a few hip, angry hip flexes, and I ended up with a borderline stress fracture, stress fracture in my tibia, um, and that was just pushing things too early without the right muscle recruitment and a mistake that we had to learn from. But mm. that's all right. Um, yeah, bit up and down, and sometimes you push the boat out, and then it would just be too much, and then have to reset and. Yeah, it certainly wasn't super smooth, but from February onwards, since about the week before I went to nationals this year, things have been pretty undisruptive, which has been really nice. Um, it's been a, you know, nationals wasn't um, anything crazy, but it was nice to be packing my bike to go away racing and start to feel that the knife sharpening, I guess. Mm. Um well, you smoked it, didn't you, really, to be honest? Like, you're untouchable. <laughs> <laughs> the sprint events, it was awesome. Were you yeah, happy with your bit... times there and everything? Um, yeah, I think I was happy with the progression, I think. Um, 
the times were nowhere near where they need to be for a world-class level, but mm. uh, all things considered, I was happy with that. Yeah. 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 So you're in the world champs team. Um, yeah. Which events will you be doing? So I'll be riding the team sprint um, in position two. Yeah. And uh, to be confirmed, I'm really hoping to get the, we've got two spots available in the individual sprint. Um, Elise has one of those and I'm really hoping that I'll fill the other one. Mm-hmm. I've just got a few kind of trials to run and things um, with the other girls. So, but fingers crossed for that. Yeah. What's the vibe in your team like? Like you seem pretty close. Well, I'm yeah. purely going by your little Instagram <laughs> feed that you guys have got, the New Zealand women's, uh, what is it, NZ women's sprint team? Yeah. Instagram. Yeah. 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 That's Does so that good. reflect real life? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I just love our team and it's such a cool group of girls and um yeah, it's such a strong place to be building from and that was so inspiring to me as well on my journey seeing what those three did at Com Games and um and at Oceania's earlier that year and just yeah, such a cool team to be a part of. Like I'm privileged to be riding with them and yeah, I just can't wait to keep building with those girls. And it's so exciting that we have the four of us too. Like New Zealand women's sprinting hasn't looked so strong, which is epic. Yeah. What um, what would you say to up-and-coming young uh, women riders? What are your tips? Have... <laughs> have fun. Everyone says have fun, but definitely have fun. Um, but I think also, like, if you want something, just – chase it and if you believe you can do something chase it don't let anyone tell you you can't do it um and there'll be times where things absolutely suck and you feel like you're getting nowhere but sit with those times and they're usually what get you to where you believed you could be in the first place um but yeah just have fun and enjoy what you do and believe in yourself yeah are you still having fun after all these years? What is it? You yeah. said since the age of five you've been racing? That's... Yeah. yeah. I think I'm having the most fun now. Yeah. <laughs> all different types of fun, eh? But I think this is the most fun because I feel like I'm exactly where I'm meant to be, which is just a feeling that I don't know if I ever thought I'd have. Um, you know, as a kid, you dream of being, or I dreamt of being in the position I'm in now but you probably don't even believe that you're really going to be there because mm. it's a dream. You try to make it happen and it has happened for me. And yeah, I, this is where I'm meant to be, which is I turn up every day doing the thing I love and with a cool group of girls and Callum and Dakes. And yeah, I just, I love the sport and I love the team. So yeah. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, what's your kind of typical week like? Are you at the track every day? Yes, we are at the track most days, but different intensities. <laughs> um, we'll have a like Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays are typically our big double days where we'll gym and track. Um, so we'll gym from like eight till ten, and then track one till four. Um, so yeah, through a week you'd have a big day, and then Tuesday would be a pretty off day, a recovery day of doing these sessions that we call structural integrity. So. We do a bit of tissue loading, a bit of movement patterns, um, stabilizing muscles, 
you know, the things you don't hit specifically in the gym. Um, and that's basically to help our bodies, but then also prepare for the training the next day. And then would follow the structural integrity session with um, a recovery pool, like a hot pool for 15 minutes and maybe head for a road ride or rollers. And then that's when we do our physio and massage and some people do uni or work and things, um, hobbies. Yeah. But yeah, that's what it would look like Monday to Friday. And then the weekends are Saturdays, usually a pretty active recovery day and Sunday's our full day off. Um, and yeah, getting into competition, things start to spread out a wee bit more when you're trying to trace the quality. So you can often see gyms and tracks more spread out rather than smashing them both in one day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sprinting for recovery is just so important as a sprinter because you just want to be hit, hitting that peak all the time in every effort and every session. And if you never get well recovered, you'll never be able to hit that peak. Um, so it's important you do that. But yeah, at the track most days. <laughs> <laughs> and um like longer term, we've got worlds this August. Um, but you know, longer term, what are you kind of looking at? What's um, your goals after this? Yeah, we have a uh, our eyes are set on Paris as mm-hmm. a team sprint. We we're chasing that, so everything we're doing now is for that. Um, we're all hoping we'll have a really good worlds, but we're also recognizing the the team hasn't been together for super long, especially since I've been back. Um, so we're projecting really nicely, but yeah, everything's for Paris. Um, and then after that, personally myself, I'm hoping to have a really long career. Um, I see myself going through to Brisbane 2032, um, do LA in the middle. And then maybe if New Zealand gets the Commonwealth games that they've put their hand up for in 2034, might have to stick around for that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's my kind of plan. I just, yeah, race to win. And always yeah. sprinting? Are you yeah. a sprinter for life? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had a bit of a, um, a crisis when I was in T-Town because I went over there as a very uh, fresh, elite sprinter, but loved a scratch race, loved an elimination, loved that kind of thing, and was racing a very quality elite woman's sprint field and getting absolutely thrashed and then racing the fun carnival scratch races and winning those. And then I was kind of like, oh, what do I do? Um, you know, growing up on the road and racing all of that kind of thing, that was just, it was exciting me a little bit thinking about going back to the endurance side of things. But um, I had some good advice at the time to keep doing what I was doing, so. Here I am. <laughs> uh, yeah. Away. Well, you're always welcome back to, to Wellington to race the Paniki Plate, the prestigious Paniki yeah. Plate, as you know. Um, that's yeah, only 8K. Very... You could manage that, can't you? <laughs> I'm hoping that we can actually come back this year um, because it will fall at a pretty nice time. I don't want to make any promises, but I really want to be there. <laughs> yeah, that would be um, great. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think I'll manage the what, – what was it? 8K. 8k. Oof. Can't believe it's I won that. 24 laps on a real track, not like your small one. <laughs> we have to harden up again. <laughs> um, Look out for the... <laughs> yeah, no, we'd love to see you in Wellington again. It was awesome last time. And um, yeah, it was uh, like 
just such a great atmosphere and uh, we'd love to replicate that yeah. on a regular basis yeah um yeah. well look all the best thanks for telling us all everything i'll um uh we'll, we'll follow your career and uh how things go in <laughs> in glasgow and all that um and yeah thanks very much for joining us sean fulton no thank you um yeah super excited hopefully hopefully i'll see you guys down in wellington later in the year but as always, come say hi when you're up in Cambridge. We all love to see you guys, and we all talk about how awesome the Wellington crew is. So <laughs> I will be there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, right. see you guys again. Nice one. Thanks, Sean. Cool.